Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You but with good credits. What's up, people? Welcome back. We're here. Two black guys with good credit. Terry here. Sean, I haven't seen you a little bit, brother. How you doing? What's going on, man? You got that. You got that uh, Caribbean tan going on. I heard you went back to the. You went back to your motherland. You were I, home. I went back home for a little bit. Uh, I had a friend's wedding. It was great being home. You know, as I get older, I appreciate the Caribbean. For anyone who doesn't know, born in America, but I was raised in the Caribbean. And every time I go back home, especially as I'm getting older, I appreciate it so much more. I'm seeing business opportunities. You're a man who travels to the Caribbean a lot. You got roots there as well. Yeah. Um, what's it like for you every time you head back? It's good. It's just a, it's a relaxing. I'm always on the go in New York City, so it, like I'm I'm I find myself still busy in the Caribbean, but the pace is different. You know, the pace is different. So I always appreciate going going to the Caribbean to kind of get a little R and R. You know. Yep. Yep. And, a little R and R. And this is you know also what's exciting for me, Terry. And since the early 2000s or 90s, this is killer spring Knicks season now. We going to the playoffs, baby. We going to the playoffs. Am my, my, my Knicks, this baby? Is, yeah, this is killer <laughs> Knicks season. I'm excited about the NBA playoffs. Um, you know that should be that should be a good that should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I just gotta say this as a Knicks fan, lifelong Knicks fan. We've been through a lot of pain. A lot of people out there have made fun of me over the years. Now they're asking me about playoff tickets. So you see how things change, but. It's a good time to be in New York. It's a good time for it's spring. You know, it's new beginnings, everything. Yeah, and not only does spring bring on new beginnings, I find there's always now, especially in New York, there's a, people try, are, tend to move during the spring, you know? So they're yeah. looking for apartments. And me being a landlord for 20-plus years, I thought it was important to you, Terry. We, we put together a show because I can tell you, some of the questions that these people come up with, it amazes me. So I was like, you know what? Let's put together a show of questions to ask the landlord when you're looking at a property, an apartment to rent. Yep, I love it. Because people Listen. just come in there with some craziness. <laughs> Can't wait to hear the story. <laughs> yeah, I agree fully, Sean. You know, when you're moving, it's a, it's an exciting, but it's also a stressful time. Sometimes you find the perfect apartment. You want to get in there quickly, but you don't think of things later on. You're dealing with a landlord uh, and there are things you didn't bring up. So I think it's important 
as we start this off, as you scroll through... I'm not even thinking from that person. I just think of the stupid questions, okay? Let me be 100% real. Just the stupidity that comes out people's mouths and they expect to get an apartment. They expect the landlord to want to rent them an apartment. So this is show is not only for, like you said, the people that need help and want to know what questions. These are for the idiot people, too, that think that the they idiot. can ask... The idiots. <laughs> you know, if you know of an idiot friend or if you sometimes tend to be an idiot when you're looking to rent an apartment, then this show is for you. Take notes, okay? This show is about the idiots. I'm sorry. Sure. Listen, listen. You're keeping it real, right? So as you're scrolling through your apartment listings, right, you're taking note of each property's price, size, location, amenities. You got to find out what works for you, right? When you find a rental that you believe is going to work for your lifestyle and your budget, you got to schedule a tour, right? That's the first step. The prospective landlord will hopefully disclose everything required by law. Sean, I know you do that every time. I'm a quiet guy when I'm showing an apartment, to He's be honest. With you. I, I, because I believe as I'm, 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 my brand represents itself. The apartment speaks yeah. for itself. I don't need to say anything. I don't need to sell you one. The apartment will sell itself. You heard so, it from uh, the horse's mouth. All right. But exactly. So don't expect your landlord to get into the nitty gritty of what living in and out of your apartment will be like. That's your responsibility as a renter to find out. So to help you, guys, that's what we're here for, to help you to avoid a case of renter's regret, aka if I had known, you know that question that comes up. We're going to break down for you questions to ask your landlord before you move. Terrence, let's play a little role game here in this show, okay? I'm going to be the landlord, as I always am, <laughs> and you're going to be the potential tenant, okay? So let's, let's just go through the questions in that way so people can get a really good feel of how it should flow. Okay, I love it. All right, you're getting right. it live right now. All right. So well, you are the tenant coming in. You walk through the apartment. What one of the one of questions a good question to ask, Terrence. All right, so I'm looking around, right? I'm seeing some stuff and I look at you, I say, Sean, Mr. Landlord, will I be responsible? My first question, will I be responsible for any maintenance? Good question, potential tenant. In general, you know, landlords are responsible for repairs such as broken appliances or leaky faucets and, and pest control. But and I'll obviously take care of the yard work as well and stonewall removal, but you're always welcome to help, you know. But you may be in charge of minor tasks, such as changing a light bulb, because you're not calling me to change a light bulb, mm. you know, or air filters, you know, in the AC. But, you know, there's not any damage that you may have done um, negligence you know but for the most part don't call me to change a light bulb because tenants have done that in the past believe it or not and little minor things that's stuff that you've done you've dropped something broke something you you it's you you, you should be handling that but anything that generally is wear and tear then it's a responsibility of me the landlord and i'm assuming for you as well sean it's important to establish with the, the you know the landlord uh, and the rentee as well how we're doing this, right? Through a call, a text. Do you have like a preferred way you prefer these things to be handled? Uh, Non-emergency situations, text always works for me. Yeah. Emergency situations, you can you can call. Text is good as well, guys. Remember, you get a record of the conversation that you need in the future, right? All right. So two for two so far. I'm liking what I'm hearing. Let's move on. Uh, I'm moving into this apartment. I don't know what the situation is like. Are there quiet hours or other rules that may affect me? Um, that's a great question because like, especially with one of the buildings that I have, I actually have two tenants that live above me. And, you know, I would say, you know, within the rental community, quiet hours are, are restrict, but pet ownership, pet, should, pet owners should know that, you know, you want to keep your pet to a minimum. You want to be respectful of your neighbors. It may be like, you know, the city law in New York, maybe you have to be quiet after 10, but you know, come on, eight, nine o'clock during the week, especially if there's kids or whatever, just be mindful of that, you know, um, and landlords even may, because of that, prohibit overnight guests. 
you know, and I'm not saying it's your apartment, you pay rent, you couldn't have an overnight guest one or two, but you like shouldn't try to have like a live in guest without permission of the landlords. Let me ask you this, Sean, with regards to, you know, pay, hanging, you know, painting walls, hanging pictures, little, you know, adjustments to the apartment. How do you usually gauge, you know, how much you of that you let go through or, you know, what's your thought well, process there? I always give the tenant the luxury if they want to paint it a specific way, they want to hang, hang things in certain places and put holes in the wall. I would say no problem, just return it as it was presented. That's always what I say. Okay. If you want to like play it. fusion yellow, be my guest, <laughs> but I think you just advise the landlord you got to return it as it was presented. All right, that's that's a nice golden rule for renting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk. I know the rent. What other fees will I be responsible for as a tenant? I'm not trying to get blindsided with something uh, down the line. Um, the rent, of course, number one, but you also may be responsible for uh, pet fees. Some landlords tend to charge in application fees, um, parking fees, utility fees, move in and move out fees. And in some cases, even elevator fees. So I think it's always, once again, back to my term, managing expectations on both sides before you sign. I think you should have an understanding of what additional fees are you going to be responsible for because they may not just fit into your to your budget. Yep. And even adding to that, let me ask this, because obviously not an owner of the property, but you're, you break a rule of the property, you could be liable to things when it comes to the city. So what fines might I be responsible for as well? Right. Any, like garbage, leaving, gar bring garbage out early, you know, noise violations, those kind of things would be uh, your responsibility, correct? The yeah. even annoying thing with tenants do, like yeah. not separating the recycled from the non-recycled and just putting like recycled stuff in a regular garbage bag, like, come on. And what's kind of the most common when you've seen? Is it usually like garbage related? Yes, definitely garbage related is popular. And if you don't decide to pay it, then I have the right to take it out of your security deposit down the road. You know, if you break a rule, you damage a property, you get some kind of fine, and I'll be taking it out the security deposit when you depart. Right. And this is usually listed in your lease as well. Correct. All right, Sean, I'm getting a good gauge of the finances, things I got to keep an eye out for. But most importantly, you have to ask, when do you expect to fill the unit? You got to make sure the timing is matching up. You don't want to lose a place that you think you're getting if you don't ask the landlord, right? Yeah, that should be the first question you ask. If you're anticipating a move-in date does not align with your desired occupancy date, you don't want to waste your time. So, you know, try to find a date. And I wouldn't be the aggressor being like, well, I can only be available to move in this date. You know, you want their apartment. So be try to be a little bit flexible, but it should be your first question. Yeah, make sure it's clear. On top of that, is there a security deposit, right? You discussed some of the money stuff before, but this is huge. Most places do have security deposits, but uh, you have to know how much it is and understand how it's going to work. Absolutely. Good question. Security deposit and how many months rent do you take as security? Do you, you know, is it three ways, two ways? So those are good questions to ask at the beginning. And landlord always, always appreciates those questions. Uh, let me ask you, Sean, have you had uh, some debates over security deposit before? Or people yeah, well, people, yeah. But then once you start debating with me before you have the apartment, then the apartment is no longer, I'm not thinking of you as a candidate. So it's not it's straight to the point, straight to yeah. the point. All right, keeping it on the money tip, another important question to ask, what are the acceptable methods of payment? Cash, check, what are we doing? A very important question because you millennials and Z-gens and X-gens always have like so, <laughs> many unique ways, uh, so many unique ways of paying. So for the most part, I'm, I, the old dinosaur, has to adapt to change. So, you know, most tenants pay me through PayPal, through I'm not a Venmo guy, I'm a Zelle guy, PayPal, okay. Zelle. And I still do it, except checks for some dinosaurs like myself. But I, I tend, I tend not to take cash because then you know we both have a, a record of of 
rent paid. And one of the annoying questions is, is like every time I pay rent, can I get a receipt? And I was like, your Zelle payment or your your check is your receipt. You know, I don't need to give you a physical receipt every time you pay rent. So that's one thing that is an annoying thing to a, to a landlord. Like, if you're uncomfortable, just just sell it or Zen mode or put it on whatever way so you have a personal receipt that says that you paid it. Yep. What about what about crypto, Sean? You accepting Bitcoin for me? No, negative. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was the answer. All right, let's move on as we're finishing up here. Next important question: How long is the lease? And can the term be negotiated? You got to know this ahead of time. Yeah, general rule is some, most leases are 12 months, but some people have asked for a 24-month lease. I think it's a good question to ask. I usually like to date before I get married. So I'm always, I would, I don't really give more than a 12-month lease just because in case I have this tenant that I think is annoying, I have an option after a year to kind of get rid of them. And I think I need smart tenant. You know, you may not like me as a landlord. Yeah. I think after year one, you can then, I would then suggest if you're looking for an apartment, then extend it to two years. But I would say when you initially go into a new building, you I would think you should just do a 12 month just to make sure that you're comfortable with the situation. All right. So finally, last question. And obviously, guys, we kind of bounced around here. You know, you want to put these, you can put this in an order, if you will. As we mentioned, one of the first things you want to know is when is the move-in date, right? What is the security deposit like? A lot of that stuff might be earlier. This as well. Do you require renter's insurance? Absolutely. That's a good question. Because I've had a landlord tell me that there were, a tenant above flooded the apartment downstairs and the, the water went onto her like bed and stuff like that. And she was trying to take the money for the cost of the bed from their rent. Now, the damage <laughs> to the roof obviously is, is a landlord's responsibility, but her bed and her personal stuff should come out of the renter's insurance. So I think anybody should have, everybody should have renter's insurance for those type of situations, but you should have an open discussion about it. Do you require renter's insurance and you know, what does that cover? And those sort of questions. It's just good to put it out there in the air so you both are on the same page. Okay, I got it. All right, so those are the questions you want to make sure you're asking of the landlord, right? But to yourself, right? You're about to move, you're getting a new situation. As the tenant in this situation, I have to be thinking about myself as well. So first when of all- When you're observing, I, exactly. Exactly, you summed it up. So I'm in there. I enter the, the house. I'm doing the open house, for uh, example. Looking around, first thing I'm thinking is what condition is the rental in, right? It may look good, but are there stains, cracks, chips? Are you seeing mold, mildew, pests? What's the water pressure like? Unpleasant smells? Do your due diligence, right? You got to make sure the appliances and locks work properly. And you hear what's going on next door. It can look really good when you're in there, but the more time you spend in there, you're going to see more things. So really put this stuff in your mind early. Yeah, another thing I think you should be looking out for our amenities as advertised. Like, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of managing expectations and I make sure that what I presented online is what you're going to get. So if the reality, if the, if the reality advertised amenities may not match your assumption, maybe the fitness center consists of old treadmills and handful of mismatch free weights. <laughs> maybe the, maybe they showed advertised stainless steel appliance and then you get a white old fridge, you know, that to me is a, is a red flag because the person is trying to cut corner, corners and not keeping up with the integrity of the building. So you're going to have a probably a, a distant landlord in that situation. Yep, yeah, my little sister, uh, she's renting, so she's going to listen to the show. Uh, she got into an apartment, loved it, heard a lot of rumors about a fitness center. Uh, it was definitely not a fitness center, but you know, we moved. <laughs> it was a room. It was a room. All right, moving on. Another important question, New York City, very related. Uh, if you're in a big city, how noisy will it be? 
right? A lot of renters like their apartments, but it's a block away from the train track. Or on the weekends, there's a bar, and it's going to be really you know, loud and noisy. It's going to be activity on the street. Uh, noise levels are something that a landlord might downplay or even be unaware of uh, when you're discussing it with them. So you got to try to walk around the neighborhood at different times of day, get a feel for the vibe of the neighborhood, make sure it's not just a place you want to live in, but a place you want to live around as well. So make sure you kind of ask yourself this, can I be in this situation? You may think you can handle a situation with a train, and then after four or five months, you maybe have a newborn baby or you're dealing with something and the train is killing you. So you got to make sure you consider that before you decide where you want to live. This one, next one, Terry, is my favorite one in this entire episode, okay? okay? Because this one is like, listen, that's a you problem. You know, like this one, I, they've come to me. I've had tenants come to me with this one and be like, oh my God, Sean, I just didn't know. So what can we do? What can we do? <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> Sign your name on a dot line. I'm not going to expense myself at, with this. So you have to be the one. This is your responsibility. Put on your big boy or big girl pants and do this beforehand. Will all my furniture fit? There's been <laughs> situations where they can't get it up the stairs. They're scratching up the walls, and that's their responsibility. The door, it's too big for the door. So you have to do measurements before you move in. As simple as you may think, do your measurements because that becomes a you problem. Yep. And I'm not sitting there going to inconvenience myself because you didn't do your due diligence. I love just, that you brought that up because I think that's something a lot of people don't think about, right? I'm going to give myself some props. Whenever I move, I'm measuring everything, making sure it could fit. But, you know, a lot of times you just over-anticipate. You don't actually do the work yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Just remember, an empty apartment generally looks bigger than it actually is. So don't trust your eyes to estimate the size. Oh, look, look at that. Just dropping gems casually. Yeah. Should have been a rapper, Sean. All right. Huh. Moving on. <laughs> Next question to ask yourself, will I get along with my landlord? Right? It may not seem like a big deal at first. You're thinking maybe I'm not going to deal with them as much, but your quality of life can depend on the relationship you have with your landlord or property manager. This is the person that's responsible for maintenance and repairs. They may enter your apartment periodically for inspections. In addition, the first impression you form of uh, viewing the apartment may not be that person long term. So really talk to the neighbors if you can. Talk get to a, your super. Talk to the yeah, super. Talk Meet to the your super. Get a vibe. Get yeah, a get vibe. a vibe for what it's going to be like so you're not blindsided down the line. Exactly. All right. And the last thing, Terrence, are there little things that might become big deals? Once again, put on your big boy or big girl pants and kind of project what they could be. When there's money to be saved, we tend to overlook potential issues. If you won't be a big, it won't be a big deal. I can adapt. It doesn't really matter right now. And does the money you save on rent will outweigh your quality of life, and what you're looking for, you know? So you really, you know, not having a washer and dryer, will that affect your routine? You know, going to the laundromat, you know, walking two extra blocks to, to the subway or public transportation, whatever, having to publicly park your car. Those are things you have to ask yourself. Is it going to affect me or am I okay with it? You know, yeah. I remember when I got a job in New Jersey and when I got this job, it was like just literally over the water in Manhattan. So Weehawken. So it was really just right next to Manhattan. I'm like, oh, and I'm coming from Wall Street, I'm like, this is not bad. And I had to take every form of transportation to get to work. I took a, <laughs> I took a taxi, Dollar Cabby Common from New York to the train station. I took the train. Then from the train, I took the bus to the ferry. And from the ferry, I took a boat. I took every form of transportation except a plane. <laughs> and if everything's smooth, 
hour to get to work, hour and a half at most, you know, if everything's smooth. But let there be an interruption. Let there be the bus being delayed. Let the trains being delayed. Let there be a bad weather and the ferry doesn't work. That hour to hour and a half commute would turn into like three, four hours commute. And you're going from one to another to dollar cap to train, train to bus, bus to ferry. It was like, I lasted nine months at that job. I just couldn't, that commute. You couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't worth the, the increase in salary because the commute was just crazy. I'm glad you brought this up. And it's something we talk about on this show a lot. You know, we talk about finance here, but what we really like to bring up is that it's about your quality of life on the whole, right? Uh, one thing when it comes to looking for apartments, it can be so strenuous. It can be so stressful. You find a place you like, you might be quick to say, oh my God, you know what? I can do this. But like you said, the neighborhood, right? The commute, you know, the, the lack of laundry, or if there is a lot, you got to figure out so many little things because it's a commitment, right? You get into this right. commitment. Now you're in a year long lease and you can't leave without financial penalties. So it's really important to consider the little things and really get a holistic view of everything going on uh, before you make a decision you might regret. Exactly. Exactly. Woo! That was a lot of info these people gathered to you, but you know, we still got to pay bills, bro. So before we get into what I want to get into now at the end, all right, like, all right. <laughs> this is deep for me. That's a top five questions not to ask a landlord of color, but Woo! let's go get, let's get some, let's go pay some bills. Let's take us to commercial break. Take us to commercial T. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more. Two. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard, fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Black guys with good credit. Well, I was going to say this ends our show, but Taryn, I, 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 I'm pissed off. There's a section that I just, it's our show, my podcast, so we're going to do this last section. And this is, you know, sometimes this podcast just allows me to vent a little. All right, my all right. Frustration. So some people may get offended by this, but I don't give a damn. So <laughs> these ones are the top five questions not to ask a landlord of color, okay? And, and let me just say this before we get into it, Sean. I've personally seen... You have to deal with these questions. I've been around you when someone asked you a couple of questions here. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into it. Uh, kick it off, Sean. Okay. The, f- the first one. Do you own the building or, <laughs> wow, this is your building? Like, 
Ah. That is like bringing me back to Kunte Kente, the plantation days in my head. Like you're automatically written off from me. Like, don't, would you ask anybody else if they own the building? You know, I wouldn't be showing it to you. I wouldn't be calling myself the owner if I didn't own the building. And if you're that uncomfortable wondering if I own the building, then this apartment is not for you. And that's what I say. This apartment is not for you. I love it. That's that's uh, in my journalism role, media role. This reminds me of the, oh, you speak so well. Oh, wow, right. you speak really well. You're articulate, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah, I went, yeah. Anyway, moving on, I think this adds on to this. How long have you owned the building? Oh, my God. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> What's the relevance of your question? And, you know, and even go, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off what you just said, how long have you owned the building? Cause then they'll even go far. If I say, well, I've owned it since 2007, which I have, then they'll say, wow, has the neighborhood changed since then? <laughs> since the black <laughs> people left. <laughs> since the black people left or when you could afford it, now you can't oh. afford it. You know, since the black people left, <laughs> has it changed that much? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we listen we, we've all dealt with this i'm sure many people listening to this now in their own walks of life have dealt with questions like this in their professional life how about another one did you inherit the building oh my god <laughs> i don't even answer i just give them a look and be like this apartment is not for you like we we can't like especially buildings that have value to them we couldn't have afforded them and i've had those questions have you inherit did you inherit the building like it was had to be given to me from my great great grandmother passed down to her from harriet tubman to me <laughs> they said it, they, the they said it. i know it's funny because you also brought this up as well we you know we really couldn't own much in the past so the idea that a lot of background yeah, it had to be handed down to you in jim crow it, years yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Let's be real. It might be another 20, 30, 40 years for that to really be a thing. And this plays into the next one, right? If you didn't inherit it, did you buy it yourself? How? Sean, how? Where did you get the money? The great white man is behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the front man and he's the real owner. Yes, no, you're right. Tom William Hanks <laughs> partnered with me oh, with man. this building. Oh, man. And, and, and one thing we'll see. And people, lot- we're not exaggerating. I've had all yeah. these questions. Oh, for sure. listen, I said it. I've seen you deal with these questions. And a lot of times, maybe people don't mean, you know, they don't really mean wrong by it, but this is a country where race has been such a construct from the time you're born. They don't realize, which is why we're breaking this down. You know, we don't realize how these questions can come across. Last one. Let me you... ask this one, Terrence. No, right, this, is mine, this is mine. This is mine. Three, yeah, two, one. He... And the last one, Terrence, the drum roll, okay? I just want you to picture this, okay? Especially in the building I live in. When I show this apartment, that building I live in, I'll have on like intentionally a button down shirt, khaki pants. I'm not trying to overdo. I'm not coming to you in a suit because I don't need you. So I'm not going to be this overzealous. Like I have to play a role for you to feel comfortable renting a business. I'm in khakis and a button down shirt. I'm not in ripped jeans or anything like that, but I always wear slippers, like house slippers. Right. Intentionally. If you look down on my feet, you're going to see house slippers. Okay. Yeah. So what am I trying to tell them? That I'm the owner. I'm trying to yeah. show you even just so in case you walked in think not knowing by my appearance, me entering in the middle of winter, sometimes I'm showing up, I'll have no jacket on and you'll understand <laughs> that I must, to me, common sense would tell you that I'm the owner. And I wear the slippers right. because I don't think there's any broken his right mind going to be wearing slippers to show an apartment. Exactly, so I'm right. wearing slippers and I still get the question. I still get it, Terry. You know, the and you're trying is? to give them clues. I'm giving you clues. <laughs> I'm giving you clues along the way. And the question comes, are you the broker? <laughs> Jesus, peace. <laughs> uh, 
Because you couldn't possibly own the building, right? I couldn't um, possibly own it. I would, and I yes, as a broker, I'm gonna come serve you in sandals, right? Okay, in house shoes, <laughs> sorry, house sandals. They're not even sandals. They are house slippers I put on intentionally. Yes, I am the broker in my house slippers. You know, you know what? I love it. You're in house slippers, Sean, because you're home, because it's yours, because Correct. you own it. Yeah, Correct. exactly. They need to they need to recognize that. But like like I said, this is you know this is comes with being a black man in America, a person of color. Right. Uh, in, the, you know, in this time, let's be honest, a lot of people are surprised when they see us in certain places, but we have a right to be there. Uh, and, you know, I've seen you deal with this. You've dealt with it well. But we're letting you know, these are the questions not to ask a landlord of color. Exactly. And let's be out now. So just a little cues before we go out to, you know, just a couple cues. One is like, you know, just in general, just, you know, it's important to show up on time, especially if there's a huge demand for an apartment. Like, yeah. I just listed an apartment last week and I had 30 applicants within, I listed at six by eight 30. So I'll do a showing scene because somebody wanted to see it. I had over 30 people arrive at my house wow. and the person I decided were the people that were there waiting on me. Anybody that showed up after the fact, they were already like written off. Secondly, come with all your documents. Like you said, if a place is very competitive, a lot of people are looking for uh, the same place. If you come prepared, show up on time, come at all your docs, you're going to skip potentially to the head of the line. Yeah, it gives you a competitive advantage. And when you say all your docs, you can have a copy of your credit report, some job references, and even though you still have to submit them later on down the road. But I remember I had one tenant, he had a nice little folder, clipped everything, organized everything with little um, stickies with the separated the sections. And like, that was my guy. Like, okay, he's this organized, then he's somebody that I'm going to take serious. Yep, you can see the kind of person they are and the kind of tenant they're going to be. Yeah. And lastly, a little bit a little bit different from some of the stuff we spoke about. Uh, don't ask a million questions, but I will twist this a little bit and say, just don't be annoying, right? You got to ask questions, of course, like we said. You want to get through some of the main things, but don't be like, why? Like, like the five-year-old kid, why? Why? I, I think get you should limit to like three to five questions. Yeah. Because there's some that will just ask like, like tenants ask me, like, what are the floors like? Do the walls make noise? What is the street traffic like? You already seem to be an annoying tenant and no landlord wants an annoying tenant. So if you're asking questions that they know that are going to be annoying, you're going to be this person that's going to innovate them with calls and texts every minute, we're not going to rent to you. So like we gave you the top 10, but I wouldn't suggest asking all 10 questions. Pick out your top three to five and keep it moving. Keep it punchy. Yep. And a lot, add, of, a lot of those, like you said, self-explanatory. Correct. You can yeah. just observe and see things and you can re do your own research and find out on your own. Do your due diligence. Moving is a big deal. It's one of the most stressful things you can go through in life. But the more prepared you are, the easier that entire process is going to be. That's why we had to let you know what to think, what to ask when you get in these situations. I am Terry with two bad guys with good credit. Sean, thank you for the insight. As always, the man with the plan. You know, I'm not the man with the plan, the man with the keys. So you better be ready. You're not getting the keys to this apartment. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> not the, the man, man with the plan, the man with the keys. The man with the I got keys, the keys. And the house slipper. I got the keys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm out, guys. Terry with two black guys with good credit. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm Sean Lennon, the better half of two black guys with good credit. And I say every show and every show all the time, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket. And you can keep it if you're one going to be one of those annoying tenants. Keep that money to yourself. I don't even want to see it and know it. And I'm out of here. Peace. Tell them, Sean. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.